We have quorum. Thank you. The item on our agenda is a presentation by the Community Development Division on the funding process, draft study, and related issues. Mr. O'Keefe? Very good. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for um, your attendance and for your time tonight. Um, we, we've got a lot of information that we want to cover, and I want to just give you a, um, a sense for what we're going to try to accomplish tonight. Um, the, the primary purpose is to provide um, to you a status update of an ongoing evaluation of funding processes that are used within the Community Development Division to, to allocate city-administered resources that support a, a broad range of, of community development, community service activities. Um, in, in the course of doing this, we're also going to um, set the stage for a proposed plan of action for um, a funding process that we would hope to conduct this summer that will result in recommendations to the mayor and to all of you uh, regarding the city's support for service contracts in 2016. Um, a resolution will be introduced later this evening. It's item number 77 on your agenda. Uh, will be introduced for referral only um, to carry out that plan, and the resolution will be referred to the four um, legislative policy committees that, that work um, on these processes and to the Board of Estimates um, and would come back to this body um, next month for final action, hopefully setting the stage for um, a funding process effort um, that could commence as early as June of, of this year. Um, I, I think most of you know this, but I just want to just want to sort of set the stage in terms of, of what this is about. Um, so within the and, and to uh, uh, with apologies for for those of you who um, know all of this, this, this is primarily intended for um, some of your new colleagues within the Department of Planning and Community and Economic Development. The Division of Community Development is an agency comprised of about 35 staff members uh, with an annual budget of about $15 million, uh, about a third of which comes from state and federal sources. We are responsible for a wide range of activities that broadly serve families and neighborhoods uh, throughout the city of Madison. Very often, um, in part because of uh, uh, the nature of some of the funding that, that we receive. Um, very often our focus is on low or moderate income households and, uh, and uh, populations that otherwise um, might face one or more challenges or obstacles to economic self-sufficiency. We are not a direct service agency by and large. Rather, we support a network of mostly nonprofit agencies uh, throughout the city that in turn provide uh, services to targeted populations. Um, just to give you a sense for the range of, of the activities that we are involved in, uh, they include everything from affordable housing and housing support services to children and family programming, crisis intervention programming, uh, efforts to strengthen neighborhoods, including support for neighborhood centers, uh, child care and the accreditation of child care providers, services for senior adults, adult employment preparedness, youth employment um, activities, and, and more. Each year, we allocate about $9 million in purchase of service contracts to about 75 to 80 uh, separate agencies. And we have done this traditionally uh, through a biennial funding process that entertains proposals from 
a, a wide uh, variety and, and large number of agencies across uh, the full spectrum of program areas um, all at, at once. It is a, um, a staff-directed, staff-influenced uh, process, but it also involves uh, the work of four legislative policy committees um, that include the Community Development Block Grant Committee, the Community Services Committee, the Aging Committee, the Early Childhood and, and Education Committee. Um, all of those have a, a, a role in this process before it, uh, the recommendations finally go to the mayor and, and to the full council. Um, so at the request of the mayor and the council previously, a study of the methodology by, by which we allocate these funds was commissioned with an eye toward improving its effectiveness and efficiency uh, from the perspective of the city, um, from the service agencies that participate in it, in it and ultimately um, from the perspective of those that it seeks to serve. And, and so I'm going to um, give way now to... Um, representatives from Forward Community Investments. It's the uh, organization that was selected to conduct this study, and I believe that Ben Williams is going to, um, to walk you through um, a status uh, report or an update of, of where they are with that, that evaluation. Thank you. So well, I'm, I'm Ben Williams. I work at Forward Community Investments in our advisory services work. Sally Martiniak and Dennis Johnson are also joining me. They've been a part of the work that we've been doing. I think Jim has given a good sense of the context of what brought us into this. You know, I think there are two studies in 2013 that really identified the changing landscape of poverty in our community, the, the Race to Equity Report being one, the Joyner-Sandbrook study on the social sector being the other, and I think that was really what drove the, 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 the focus on looking at how can we be more effective and create a better impact in our community. We've divided the, the process into three phases. Um, right now we are near the conclusion of the second phase around designing. The first was really around gathering input and engagement around how is Madison today, where are their areas of opportunity, and really use that to inform the work that's been done. Since then, a, a, a team of, of the management staff within CDD have been working to, to create a report that kind of identifies where are we looking to go, and that's really where we're checking in now at the end of the second phase. The third phase is really where we get into the details of how are we going to do this and, and, and make it work. And that implementation phase will involve a lot more engagement of staff, of council members, and community as we look at applying those recommendations. And so today is really a check-in on where we've been after that first phase and some of the progress that the team has made in the second phase in consultation with, with some of the stakeholders. So over the course of last fall, we held over 31 conversations, invited out to around 400 people. I think we had about 150 to 200 that attended. And there are four key themes that we heard in those conversations. One is that to be effective and make an enduring impact in our community, we need to find some different ways of providing our services. And most of those conversations started with CDD can take that first step by setting its agenda and where it sees itself going to really address that, and then from there, adapt and adapt with where other people are in the community to make that effect. I think everyone is very acutely aware of the scope of the challenges we face in Madison and that it takes more than any one agency or institution to really be effective, and so coordinating that across the city and broader through the, the county is really necessary to make that enduring change, and that requires more partnership and connections. And largely just as a whole, I think everyone was very excited in those conversations and wanted to be a part of how do we define this future and how do we become more impactful. 
Along with those themes, there are several common challenges that we noted and that those really where the design work that we've done since and has been seeking to address it. One, the scope of funding is very broad and diverse. As, as Jim mentioned, they cover everything from early childhood care to senior services to community centers to community development. And each of these goals are then addressed through individual programs. And so it's taking a very wide amount of work and trying to address it in single parts of agencies and programs. And that can often lead to a lack of the context around them and can discourage collaboration. The community engagement through the process is somewhat limited. This was a theme that we heard in many of the conversations. It wasn't focused on the needs that are seen in the community or the impact that's resulting from it. And so how do we find opportunities to create a bigger forum for community engagement of not just providers, but also the community members that are receiving those services? Finally, the process as it's designed today does not adequately support innovation and change or the capacity building necessary to make that impact. And so how can we incorporate ways to bring in new ideas through existing agencies and new agencies, as well as building the capacity to make those shifts necessary to address the community's problems? And so from that, you know, the desired changes that we're seeking to make and, and the implementation team will really be focused on is how do we look at the root causes of problems? So getting this, the systems perspective and where are those leverage points where we can really make change happen? Taking a collaborative approach, if the problems are bigger than any one agency, then how do we work with others so that we can collectively work on them together to make change? And then lastly, if we are going to be making changes, and some of these will be larger changes, how do we build the capacity to do that effectively? If we seek to do it without addressing that capacity to make that change, it's, it's going to be increasingly difficult to, to reach those goals. And so the recommendations, which are described in more detail in, in the full report, have, have four main themes. One is around really looking at the high-level strategy of CDD as an entity, and this is where we've spent most of our focus on clarifying what is CDD seeking to achieve and what good and, and, and how will they go about that. The other area around the funding process itself, what is necessary to do that, some of it's in the design, how do we make it equitable and inclusive to incorporate the community's input. How do we establish partnerships across the funding level that can then stream down and make a more coordinated effort in the community? As we make these changes, how do we revise the roles of the staff and committees to, to make that effective? And so if we're seeking to make those changes, how do we adjust the roles that are, that are really in, in, intended to make those impacts? Looking at the process as a whole, where are there opportunities for change? I think many conversations that we had in the, in the discovery phase mentioned the the high burden in going through the current process, and so how do we find opportunities to improve that and to be more effective? The third set of recommendations around the critical characteristics and values are really what we seek to have um, through the process. Some of it's looking at that system level of change, and so broader than the organizations or the programs that they're operating, but what, what is the issue that they're seeking to achieve and how do we look at it from that bigger level? From that point, how do we collaborate across to make a change? increase effectiveness by providing uh, support for capacity building to actually make that change. And then as we take this broader perspective and see the bigger picture, where are there opportunities for efficiencies or ways to reduce barriers so that it's easier to provide services? And then lastly, about making these changes, doing it over a longer period of time. I think the scope of what CDD is seeking to do, to do it all at once would, would reduce the opportunities to really learn from it, and so taking it in small steps that are achievable given the capacity that exists in, in areas where there's high opportunities for success is really critical. And I think when we discuss the 2015 processes, I think that will really help describe what that could look like. 
And so, just again, we focus primarily on the first recommendation around clarifying that mission and vision. And I think just to put a little bit more detail on it, this slide gives some steps around the, the challenges facing CDD. And part of it is everything has been organized in, in discrete silos based on those activities. And I have a, a visual that I can show that might help illustrate that a bit more. And each had its own approach to, to providing those services. And moving forward, the goal is to integrate how CDD is working so that there can be more opportunities for connection across within CDD so that it can promote those same types of connections in the community and with the providers that are providing uh, services. And beyond kind of the mission and vision shifts, I think looking at the context of what is the impact of CDD's work on equity, on reducing poverty, and social justice, and applying that lens to all of the activities, policies, and processes and decisions within CDD is an important part of CDD being able to reach its mission and vision. And I think the work of the Racial Equity and Social Justice uh, Task Force is, is, is a, already created a lot of momentum for making those types of changes. And then finally, focusing on what is our role, CDD's role, in, in the community, and what is it beyond just being a funder? How can it be a partner? How can it advocate for certain types of changes, as well as being a, a funder and evaluator? So to give a sense of kind of where CDD is today and where it's seeking to go, um, the units within the organization, the child care, community development, community services, and senior adult services, each have their own area within CDD as well as their own committee. And within both of those, they each have their own set of goals and priorities designed to make change. And I think the goal is to how do we connect that in a more intentional way so that we can be more uh, connected across the community. And so the goal would be to have a more integrated unit that focuses on community input and community outcomes to tie together what CDD is seeking to do with a shared vision to guide those goals and a shared mission to guide where we're prioritizing our efforts. So broadly, the report is at this midpoint before the specifics for how this is working will be moved forward. And so the next steps will be to have more community conversations around some of the specific recommendations. Following the, the release of the report, we've had uh, four conversations um, throughout the community and got some great feedback about areas that were confusing or areas to add more detail. And the next steps will really be to focus on those recommendations, those 10 in specific, and how do we advance those. And then as we move into implementation, having teams with a, of CDD staff and potentially community members to work on advancing efforts around staff engagement and integration, the process improvement work, collaboration across the city departments, around equity and inclusivity, community engagement, and then looking at the pilots in specific for how do we make these changes and, and actualize them. And so for 2015, what are we doing this year and this summer is really focusing on introducing some of these new concepts, particularly around the impact on poverty, racial equity, and social justice, looking at collaboration and opportunities to collaborate more effectively in the future, how do we engage the community better in, in the work that's being done, where are their needs for capacity building and how can we build the capacity of agencies that we are funding so that they can be effective in making change? And then where are there opportunities where we can really see success happen? So where are those high opportunities that we can start with and focus on those and learn from those as we go forward over that multi-phase planning? So that's broadly where we are with the process itself. I think Jim and Laura have some discussion points around more detail around 2015 and maybe we can take questions after both of those, and I think they'll help answer. Actually, I thought it might 
make sense to stop at this point and um, give you an opportunity to ask questions um, about the work that FCI has done and, and sort of where we are as, as we now look to, um, to to think about where we start in 2015. So um, procedurally, is, does it make sense maybe to give you a chance to ask questions? That's fine. But before we move on to the next phase. Sure. Alder Cheeks. Oh, I'm first. Um, thank you for that presentation. Uh, uh, forgive me if you if you said this, but I wanted to clarify. We you you outlined some um, recommendations, the ten recommendations, mm -hmm. and the, oh, that's really oh, cute. It's my son. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> good job. He has buddy. a lot to say about this as well. Um, <laughs> I will. While, while you pull that up, I'll finish my, my yes, question. Yes, please. Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, you outlined the ten recommendations, and then uh, you, you started to outline the, the next steps. Yes. Um, and I didn't hear what the next step was for identifying the first recommendation, uh, or for addressing the first recommendation, which is clarifying the mission and vision. Um, and so if you, if you address that, uh, forgive me and please repeat yourself, but if not, I wondered, um, is, is the idea that the next step on uh, clarifying the mission and vision something that's going to come from those community meetings, or is that something that staff is already working on? Or please yes. tell me what the next step is on and that. And there are um, there are drafted uh, revised missions and visions and, and kind of a, a focusing theory of change. It's on the final page of the the, the written update. And so um, with that. I think the focus for the vision is really what success do we want to see Madison residents and neighborhoods have access to resources and opportunities necessary to help them realize their full potential. And then the mission is really around up the way to get there. Um, and then it also identifies the community conditions that CDD will focus on to help lead to that type of effectiveness. Um, this is on page 19. I believe in the full oh, reports 16. on page 19. Yes. I okay. Think. Here we go. Thank you. I found it. Okay. That concludes my question for now. And so we, in the conversation, since we published this, um, we've, we've gotten some feedback and we've revised some parts of that theory of change to, to reflect those comments. But I think that's the general approach is that this will help guide the direction for CDD. And I think the corresponding changes would probably have to happen within each of the, the aspects of the division to, to kind of implement it. I think that's part of the next phase. So that it's not complete at this point in time. Okay. Alder Cheeks. You good? Okay. Alder Rimmel. So I'm curious, how will the funding process be this year? What's going to be new, or is it the same, and we're going to work our way to the new, or what's the idea? That is a great question, and that is, I think, what Jim will be speaking about next. It's a great setup question. I'm not in, uh, in the inner circle of knowing what's going on, so it seems like the obvious question. Yeah, and so I think the focus is to, to find some early – I don't want to steal your thunder. So, we, we, okay, so I, I think the focus is to, where are areas of high likelihood for success where there's a clear opportunity for making changes. And so two areas in specific, one being crisis, the other being senior services, were identified to try to implement some new shifts and changes. There will also be opportunities for continuing contracts, and I think – okay, I won't steal all of it. I will let Jim describe it in more detail, but, yes, we will talk about that. 
So is there a second part of that question? Let's come because you didn't really tell me what's going to happen yet, so I'm, okay. I'm still waiting to hear. I will let, I, I'm, that means I didn't steal enough thunder, which is good, so I will hold off on that. Thank you. Thank you. Alder Clare. Uh, actually, I'm going to withdraw my question because I want us to have enough time to get to what you're about to talk yes. about. You know, I, I didn't mention at the front forefront, but if you are interested in talking more about this process, the next steps, and where those are, I'd be happy to have one-on-one -on -one meetings or other conversations with you if, if you want to delve into specific issues of the process and, and the recommendations in, in, in general for where we're at. I think you'll be engaged as we go forward in, in several different ways, but if, you, if that would help for any specific questions about the process. Thank you, and thank you guys. I was at a very um, animated and well-attended session at the Hawthorne Library that you did at that community engagement, and some fantastic ideas came out, and some heads of agency of, um, you know, social service agencies actually said, I'd be willing to give up some of my funding if we really were to make some of these fundamental changes and put the, re the so-called recipients of you know, the services at the center of our model um, and really have them determine what, what, what the needs are. Um, I'm just curious if, was that, were all of the sessions you held like that? Were they as well attended? Um, how I did think, they go? I think that was probably the most attended. I think there was generally a, a, a round of probably, there was about 30 people at that conversation. I think there was 20 at the other ones that I was at. There were two others that I, I, I did not attend and, and Sally and Dennis did. I think the general themes from the conversation were excitement about the types of changes and a lot of anxiety and interest around how is that actually going to happen. And I think that's really the next step is for those innovation and, and kind of implementation teams to really help direct that with the input of providers. And so we didn't want to go all the way towards here's the steps one through 2000 of how it's going to get done. We want to have that be a fully engaged process. And that's part of the next step. I think comments and questions around some of the terms, what does it mean when we're talking about what's the impact on poverty or racial equity, what, where does power fit in, or, or common themes that came up. Um, but I, I think it was a similar type conversation. And thank you for attending. There's no one in the queue, Jim. All right. All right. <coughs> Um, I, I just want to introduce Laura Noel, who's been the project manager on this um, project, working um, as, as part of the, the management team within the division. But um, um, Laura's played a, a, a lead role, so um, may well be able to answer questions that um, I might struggle with. It became um, clear fairly early on that the, the notion that we were going to, to switch out an existing or current funding process completely and replace it with a brand new, shiny, um, new and improved funding process all in one fell swoop that was, was not the way that this was going to, to happen. Um, maybe I was the only person that, that thought it could work that way, but it, it's not going to. And, and so we have um, spent a lot of time and energy of late um, thinking about where do we start? How do we get um, started on this? One of the things that has come, uh, become very clear from the work that we have done with FCI um, is that this is going to be a, um, a, a gradual, a phased-in, incremental process that is probably going to play out over a period of three to five years. So the question is where to start. Um, ben mentioned that, that uh, we were interested in um, isolating program areas that we thought were, were ripe 
for success, that had good potential for success. Um, and we looked at, um, among other things, we looked at uh, areas where there might be some disruption, uh, a word that I use that not everybody likes uh, for me to use, but disruption in the, in the systems in these program areas, um, uh, in some cases because of um, organizations being asked to play different roles than they have historically, um, in some cases because we think, um, uh, well, in some cases because of decisions of other funders, um, in, I think, both cases because we think that there is opportunity for success, opportunity for collaboration, um, and, and willing participants. So um, as we look to 2015, um, there, there are several things that we are proposing to do, and these are laid out in um, the resolution uh, that will uh, be introduced tonight and, and be discussed at the policy committees. We want to... Um, proceed with a focused RFP um, around senior adult <clears throat> services. Uh, we expect an opportunity to work uh, much more closely with uh, Dane County than we have in the past. Um, that I think that used to be relatively routine, but uh, the, the two entities have sort of moved away, and, and we want to try to um, improve our collaboration with the county, even as we ask uh, organizations, uh, service or agencies, themselves to improve uh, collaboration among themselves. Um, so a focused RFP around senior adult programming, a second uh, focused RFP around crisis intervention services, um, uh, an area that we have selected because um, there are significant new developments with some of the, the primary service agencies in that area, um, a very significant expansion of the days uh, facility, um, um, a, a new facility uh, developed by Briar Patch, um, other funding changes that have occurred within within that program area. Um, so, two targeted RFP processes focused on those um, two program areas. That implies, and it's important that you understand that <clears throat> that it implies that. Uh, the, the bulk of the existing purchase of service contracts would be renewed uh, or they would be intended to be renewed. They would be reviewed first uh, by our staff um, and, and they would very likely be asked to undergo some sort of a very streamlined application process uh, within which we would try to do a couple of things. We would try to, first of all, confirm their intent to continue uh, the services that they have provided um, uh, largely without material changes to them in terms of um, the, the, the nature of the services and the populations that they intend to serve. Um, we would be uh, paying closer attention to agencies that indicated that they wanted to depart uh, from what they have done in the past. But, but um, for those of you who, who have been around, you, you will know that the, the, the large majority of agencies that we work with tend to provide much the same kind of services um, and, and to focus on uh, largely the same populations from year to year. So um, the implication in, <clears throat> in noting that we're going to focus on these two uh, relatively small program areas is that the, the balance of the agencies 
would likely have their contracts renewed. Um, we'd also, uh, through this streamlined application process for those that we intend or would intend to renew, we would like to use um, the opportunity <clears throat> as a chance to begin to introduce, as Ben said, introduce them to some of the concepts that uh, we will be paying increasing attention to. Um, we'll be interested in, in learning more about the demographics of the, of the populations that, um, that these agencies serve, and we will be very um, interested, much more interested than we have been, um, in, in terms of how um, the demographics of those service populations align or not with the staff, the agency staff that provide those services, um, and with the, the makeup of the, the governing boards of those agencies. So we'll, we'll be looking to see um, to, to what degree the agencies and the staff that provide services reflect uh, those individuals, those families that they serve. Um, we'll also be um, exploring opportunities for collaboration, um, whether or not agencies have, have yet begun to take advantage of those. Um, we'll want to understand where they exist and, and how we might um, facilitate them. Uh, we'll be asking questions of agencies about um, ways that we might um, help them develop their own capacities and, and improve the services that they provide. So um, in the course of renewing uh, these contracts, we'll be, we'll be working with these agencies to, to begin to um, acquire baseline data on, on these and other um, areas. So the, the, the two RFPs, the intention to uh, renew the balance of other contracts, we think that uh, there likely will need to be um, some opportunity to uh, provide agencies with a chance to, to seek uh, funding for new programs or expansion of existing programs. We're very mindful in, in saying this, that we don't want that to become a full-fledged funding process. So um, our intent is that we would be working with the mayor and the council um, in, in terms of trying to um, confine that new funding opportunity, uh, whether it's in a specific um, program area, um, whether it's in a, uh, we, we have uh, entertained the, the thought of conducting a pilot project that might focus on a specific geographic part of the city or on a specific population cohort, 50 families or 100 families, and, and attempt to, um, um, to, to develop and, and um, model a, a different way to provide services um, in, in that geographic area or to those, um, uh, to those individuals or families. So um, th those are, the, those are the, the critical elements or the, the basic elements of, of a plan for 2015. Again, these are laid out in the resolution that um, will be introduced tonight and will be referred to the four policy committees. We've begun um, conversations with those policy committees. We've kept them apprised as, as we have moved through this um, process with FCI. Um, and, and, and so now we'll take this formal resolution back to them, um, ask for their input with the expectation and the hope that we would be back here in the middle of June um, for final action by this body. Okay. We have about eight minutes for questions. Alder Cheeks. 
Um, thank you. Thank you for that thorough response, Jim, and, and thank you to um, Alder Remmel for asking an important question. Um, I, uh, question and, and hopefully a very brief comment, I, probably. Um, I, I, you mentioned program, uh, what would you call it, program areas several times and, and sort of described these two focused program areas. Um, and I wanted to offer the feedback and, and as a member of CDBG, uh, uh, it strikes me that maybe I should have noticed this language before. Um, I wanted to offer the feedback that in the spirit of, of these suggestions in number one and two to have clear, focused policy goals and objectives and stated objectives for achieving a thing, um, I, I think it'd make a lot of sense to describe this, these two initiatives around um, using, using language that puts it in the tense of, of humans, right? Not, not programs, but outcomes, right? I mean, I, I guess I just wanted to offer the feedback that I, I think it's going to make a lot more sense to, uh, to, to our future, to our state objectives, to our goals, and, and to this new, more focused initiative if we're talking about people and not program areas. Thank you. And Alderman Cheeks, I, I would just say that, that um, when you see the, the goals and objectives that are laid out in these, now I can't call them program areas. Um, um, I, I, I hope you will see a little bit more clarity than perhaps you've seen in the, in the past uh, with previous requests for proposals. We're very mindful of, of, of wanting to be clear about what it is that we're asking agencies to, to do and, and um, how we might measure success and, and progress. So um, I, hopefully you'll see some improvement in the goals and objectives when, when, uh, when you have a chance to review those. Alder Zellers. Um, Jim, I'm just wondering, how long has it been since um, we have uh, bid or gone out on RFP for those ones that you're looking at uh, simply going ahead and renewing after review? What, what period of time have those been in place? There is a, a group of, of uh, those contracts that are the product of a funding process conducted last summer, um, totaling about $3.5 million. Um, there is a second batch uh, totaling about a little less than $5.5 million. Um, a good number of which have not been um, considered in a, in a full-fledged funding process for th three since years 2013. since 2013. Thank you. Alder Rummel. So you mentioned at the beginning that a third of our money is from the feds, and I know every year the CDBG issues that report to that's required. So, but, and that seems to me, in many ways, a mission statement, a program statement. How does that, you know, how are you thinking about that kind of process and documentation relating to the new way forward? You know, the, what makes this so difficult <clears throat> is, is to understand that there, there are a variety of different funding sources, many of them uh, which come with some strings attached in, in terms of how they can be used. Um, what, what makes this city unique is that in, in the social service area, um, the city the sp sp spends, you spend, you commit um, in the neighborhood of $10 million 
um, on uh, supporting the kinds of activities that we do. Uh, you don't find that in other uh, municipalities. These are, those are usually functions and dollars um, that are the responsibility of, of county government. So um, part of the answer is that, is that the different sources have different functions um, in, in terms of uh, the obligations that we have and how they're used. And part of this, um, part of the response, uh, Alderman, or Alderwoman Rummel, is that um, we commit about $9 million in purchase of service contracts. We commit um, about $6 million, five or $6 million in uh, more project-type activities, housing development activities that aren't quite um, the same in, in that they aren't annually renewed. They're, they're one-shot projects, whether they're housing projects, um, new housing development or acquisition rehab projects. Um, so all of that, um, I think, influences what, what we're doing and how we're trying to do. But, but going back to the first recommendation, um, this division has, has been comprised of four previously autonomous units that have sort of done their own thing. Um, they, haven't, uh, they haven't intentionally coordinated or collaborated with one another. That's not to say that that's never happened, and it's certainly not to say that they haven't done good work, but, but we have wanted to, through this process, to really um, make strides in d developing cohesion within the division in terms of, of mission and, and, and purpose. And um, so, so that's kind of tied into, I, I think, a response to the question that you've asked. Thank you for telling us we only have a couple minutes. There's no one else in the queue. Any other questions quickly? No? Any final comments? Just uh, we're happy to, um, to meet individually with, with any of you that, that want to hear more and learn more about, um, about uh, what we have done, about the content of, of the work that FCI has done, and about our plans moving forward. And again, many of you will be involved in the policy committees that will review these resolutions in the course of the next several weeks. Um, so uh, feel free to contact uh, me or Laura or, or um, any, of the other, any of the other managers in, in um, community development. And I should introduce um, Christine uh, Beatty um, on the side and in the back of the room, Susan Morrison and Monica Host. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks very much for your attention. Thank you. There's only one item on our agenda, so I think it's time to ask for a motion to adjourn the com community of a whole. What? A second? Second. All in favor? Opposed? We're adjourned. Thank you.